And the service is in a slightly different order this evening, just to freshen it up a bit. So Mike's going to come and speak to us now. Well, hi guys, good evening. How are we all? Good. Did anyone get absolutely soaked coming here tonight? Quite a few of you. I'm one of them. I've still got wet trousers, so uh, that's never a nice feel, is it? And I was a bit paranoid this week because I've been uh, ill. I've had this funny bug. Oh, it wasn't funny. I won't give you the details. Uh, I thought I was going to miss Vision Sunday, but my powerful body has rallied. And um, here I am. So... Tonight is Vision Sunday. If you're visiting tonight, you're very, very welcome, and it's great to have you here. And all I want to do is paint a little uh, picture of what the future is going to look like, what we sense God is calling us to do here in the future. And on one sense, it's probably important to acknowledge, isn't it, that with God, you're never quite sure what he's going to do. And that's the exciting thing about following God. But I do have three broad headlines tonight for your consideration. And uh, you'll see from this next slide that the first thing we're going to do as we look to the future is we're going to create a big family here. We're going to just create a big family. Now, we want St. Saviour's to become a place increasingly where everyone can sense, uh, have a powerful sense of belonging, feel valued, known for who they are, feel accepted and loved. And Of course, we recognize in saying this that this idea is not new. Since the creation of the world, the creation of Adam and Eve, God has been seeking to create a new global and spiritual family of all human beings. His family is like no other family. It's rich in diversity and scope. It's rich in its breadth and extent including, as it does, past believers, present believers, even uh, believers in the future who've yet to respond to him. And whilst it's very, very clear that God loves all people, he wants everyone to join his family, it's also clear that not every member of the human race is in his family or a child of God. There's just one condition, isn't there, of becoming a member of God's family, And that is to exercise faith in Jesus. As Jesus himself said in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then John records in his gospel, John chapter 1, 12 and 13, the extraordinary truth when we respond to Christ. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. So that means when we come to faith, we join God's family, his global spiritual family, if you like. God becomes our father, and we become brothers and sisters to one another in the family of God. So let's look around at our brothers and sisters. You've got me as a brother. Sorry about that. But this is the reality of God's teaching and actually being a member of the body 
of Christ. And I wonder, I often forget this, just what a privilege it is to be a member of the family of God. It's a great, great privilege. It's an expression of God's love for us that we can actually join his family. 1 John 3, 1, see what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So this extraordinary family God is creating uh, that has done extraordinary things in history. It's such, so diverse in its breadth and scope. It's important to bear these things in mind as we think about the big family that we're looking to create here at St. Saviour's. And I want to say right at the outset that what we're after is also a, bro- a, a broad and uh, wide family here, a multi-generational family I don't know about you, but when I hear the word family, sometimes my mind goes to sort of uh, husband, wife, couple of children, a car, maybe a dog. But actually, what we're trying to do here, what we are going to be doing here in the future, is actually be holding together multi-generation of families together uh, from the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and hopefully beyond. And it doesn't matter whether you're married or single, whether you're employed, whether you're retired, whether you're a grandchild or a grandparent, we're actually wanting to hold everyone together. That's not to say that we're not going to be continuing to really seek to develop our youth and children's and families' work here. We actually are, and I don't know about you, it's been such a joy to watch us make great progress in the last 18 months or so in that area. Uh, That's a key part of the life of the church. We're going to keep doing that. But actually, what we're seeking to do, first and foremost, is this big multi-generational family. And I don't know about you, but I like this idea of family because it actually speaks of us loving and caring for one another. That's what good families do. So are you up for loving and caring for one another? Good. (laughs) I like this idea of uh, family because it speaks of fun and adventure. That's the best uh, image of family, really, of fun and adventure. And we've got all sorts of fun to be had and adventures to be had in the future. But also there's a reality about family. I don't know what your family is like. My natural family is absolutely wonderful. But we've got a few skeletons in our cupboards. We've got a few tricky people floating around. I'm one of them. And... um, Basically, I like this idea of family because it just has a sense of reality that in our family here, you know, none of us are perfect. We will wind one another up from time to time, but we're just going to hang in there. We're committed to one another because we're one big family. We're God's family. So that's my first headline, if you like. We're going to create a big family here. And in other words, what we're trying to do here is love all people. Secondly, my second headline is simply this. We are going to be prioritizing local mission. We're going to be prioritizing local mission. What's exciting about coming to faith, actually joining God's family, is he doesn't just say, come to me, respond, and sit and do nothing. Uh, He actually sets us off on an exciting mission. So we're a family on mission. And as God's children, we've been remarkably 
blessed by all that God has done in Jesus through his life, death, and resurrection. Extraordinary consequences for us. And we are blessed, actually, to be a blessing to other people. We're, we're blessed to be a blessing to other people and seek to extend God's family. He actually calls us, doesn't he, to co-partner with him. And you've heard these words so many times, but we often forget them so many times too. The words of the Great Commission at the end of Matthew 28. Go into the world to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. We actually are a family on mission. Ultimately, uh, God wants us to extend his family in partnership with him and see many, many, many others come to faith in Christ. That's the heart of his uh, desire for us. So we uh, are going to be actually seeking to do that. He said to the first disciples, he'll say to us too, be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What does that mean? What do I mean by that? In other words, he calls us to have influence here locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. This is the call of God on my life and your life and our life together. We mustn't be English about that and say, well, that sounds a bit grand or that sounds a bit too ambitious. Actually, this is what God wants for us. And I know many of you have actually seen God use you in that way. So what we're going to do is we're starting local and spreading out, uh, as those verses would suggest. And we're going to, first and foremost, uh, continue to deepen the warmth of the community here, the strength of our welcome, the uh, uh, relational depth that we have with one another here. And again, that's been one of the real highlights of the last year or so, just seeing what the new services have done to relationships across generations, uh, between services. Uh, this has been really attested by you, to, to, uh, by you all, uh, the truth of this, in the survey results. But at the heart of this desire to actually um, prioritize local mission, actually, is the desire to release, equip, empower everyone who comes here to St. Saviour's, to uh, actually speak of Jesus and build the kingdom in the way that he's designed you to be, in the way he's gifted you to be, and in uh, the way he uh, is wanting you to do that, in your shape, if you like. And we are going to uh, actually be putting lots of focus, far more intentionally than we have done to date, into helping us all work out what our gifts are, work out actually what God is calling us to do, what he's saying to us, and actually championing one another to actually go for it and do this. We are children of God, but we're called to grow up and mature. And actually the New Testament would say the way you grow up and mature actually is to uh, respond to God, to respond to the words of the Great Commission, and to step out into the things he's calling us to do. I want this place, therefore, to be a place where we can all just exercise uh, all the things God would want uh, us to do and everything God would want us to be and to actually be able to bring into this place and beyond our heartbeat that God has put 
within us. I don't know if I said to you, what's your heartbeat for your life, for your ministry, for this place? I don't know what you said. Someone asked me that question about three weeks ago. They said, Mike, what is your heartbeat? And uh, I, I told them. They said, we should film that. And I thought, yikes. Now, hands up if you like having your photo taken. Yeah, like me, uh, absolutely no one. Hands up if you like sitting with a camera in your face while you speak. Me too. It's always a bit difficult. But this, so this was a slightly painful experience, but here is my heartbeat. Are you ready? Start again, Toby. Are you ready for this? Should I do this again? Are we ready? Transforming message. I long to see a church that refuses to be an. Are you starting again, Toby? Okay. Inward looking. I love you, brother. I really love you. What do you long to see? I long to see a church that is Jesus-focused and Jesus-flavoured. A place that speaks of his heart, his life, and his life-transforming and destiny-transforming message. I long to see a church that refuses to be an inward-looking holy huddle or Christian country club. A place where thousands and thousands of people respond to Jesus and have their lives transformed by him. A church that really welcomes all people, the rich, the poor, the articulate, the uneducated, the marginalized, the mainstream. A church that welcomes everyone, whoever they are, wherever they're from, whatever their background. How are you? You all right? Just making a little film. <laughs> a place where we actually don't just welcome everyone, but actually we accept everyone too, and refuse to judge other people and slap labels on one another. A place that is really, really fun, unpredictable, and free. A place where we actually hold the grace of God together with his truth, his word together with his spirit. A church actually that gets into all sorts of trouble like Jesus did at causes havoc and regularly finds itself on the wrong side of the line. A place that is really, really life affirming and not petty and judgmental and small minded and religious and all the things actually that we can lapse into if we're not careful in the church. That's my heartbeat. What's yours? So that's my heartbeat. What's yours? And what are your gifts? And what do you long to see? Because guys, we've got to shape the vision together. And this is what we're going to be doing. And just so you know, I am caning it with my little heartbeat. I am maxed out trying to express what God has given me to give away and do. I'm really, really going for it. You don't stalk me, do you? 
so you don't really know what I'd do. Thanks for not stalking me. But I'm absolutely going for it. I am maxed out, possibly doing a bit too much, but I love it so much. But to be honest, in my own little strength, even with the anointing of the Spirit, it's a, it's a drop in the ocean. But what if we just, a few of us, bam, and then a few more, and a few more, could be extraordinary, couldn't it? That's the heart, that's the heartbeat, that's where we're going in the future. To help us in the autumn, we're launching a whole load of courses that are going to help us do that practically. We've got some really exciting stuff planned, more details to follow. We're actually building on uh, what we presently do already, the amazing food bank, Street Angels. We're actually going to really focus in on the university. It's an obvious place, isn't it? In Surrey, right on our doorstep. You know, 50,000 students, I think, are there. So we're going to be really putting more attention into the university. We want to actually be um, doing far more in schools than we presently are and uh, doing all sorts of stuff in the town, in partnership with other churches, in the county, in the country, and beyond. You know, a real heartbeat of mine also is to see us plant churches from this place, new churches. And I've spoken to the new bishop, Bishop Andrew, who is a brilliant, brilliant guy, and he's really, really excited about that, about us doing that together. So who knows what's going to happen in the next years in this place. Having said we are going to prioritize local mission, please don't hear that as me saying we're forgetting our international mission, because actually that's been an important, critical part of the heritage of the church, and uh, since Saviors down the, down the years has done extraordinary things through people here who've gone overseas through supporting various organizations. And actually, what I'm wanting to do is keep that going. But what we're going to be doing, the mission group have done some great work in terms of reframing how they're going to be doing what they're doing. More details to follow. But we're actually going to highlight just a couple of projects far more than has presently been highlighted. Some exciting relationships we can build internationally so that actually my hope would be that we have even more um, engagement with overseas mission than we presently do um, currently. So yes, we are prioritizing local mission, looking to the town and out, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be deepening our international focus either. So. What we're wanting to do is, secondly, prioritize local mission. So in other words, what we're trying to do is make a difference. Because this family we're a part of, that God calls us to, has the mandate, has the uh, desire of God himself for us to change the world. And you can think, oh, yeah, is that <laughs> sounds a bit grand. That's what the church has done in history. That's what the church is doing around the world. It's absolutely extraordinary what's happened from these 12 disciples who've taken these words of Jesus seriously and actually gone for it through history. What's happened? It's against the odds. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely crazy. But this is the family of which we are part. Thirdly, we are actually going to be transforming our Sunday services. We're not just a family with a big mission to make a big difference and transform the world. Actually, at the heart of our mission, of course, lies adoration. Adoration of God himself. Jesus himself was asked, you know, what's the most important thing? What's the greatest commandment? 
And he said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And of course, we love God in all sorts of different ways, primarily through our worship of him in response to what he's done and in response to him including us in what he's doing. Our worship takes many, many different forms from Monday to Saturday in our workplaces, in our families, with our time, with our energy, with our money, with the choices we make in our lives, with the things we do, with the things we don't do as well. This is all our worship. But actually, when we gather together as a big family, uh, this is also a critical part of our worship of God on a Sunday. And actually, what I did want to communicate as we look to the future is that we're seeking to keep on transforming our Sunday services. What do I mean by that? If you weren't here last October, we changed our services quite considerably. We changed the focus of them. The results of our survey we did in light of those changes is is phenomenally just positive. It's been a great, great success. I'm going to actually announce the results of the survey at the APCM. But in my opinion, that was the first step of many in the right direction. We've got much more to do. What I'm not talking about is we're going to change the times every week and sort of do all that sort of stuff. So so relax. Someone said, are we really going to change everything again? Not in the bare bones, but actually within the services themselves. We've got lots to do with our worship, uh, with the way we teach, and how we encounter God through ministry and other elements of the service. So we've got a lot of stuff to do to improve, to transform. And I hope you find that exciting. So we're also seeking, thirdly, to love God here. So as we look to the future, as we look to this next chapter, what's our vision here? Well, it's a very simple vision. You'll see from this next slide is to love God, love people, and make a difference. To love God, love people, and make a difference. We're going to build a big family, as I've just explained, that's Jesus-focused, Bible-centered, spirit-led, ready to transform lives and change the world. That's what we're going for here, and I hope you find that exciting. I want to draw to a close. I'm coming into land with a few reflections on what I've said this evening. The first is simply this. This vision builds on the rich history and heritage of St. Saviour's. It just builds on the rich history and heritage uh, of St. Saviour's. The church, actually, the parish was formed on the 26th of August, 1893. My maths is not good, but I made that 122 years ago. And actually, in those 122 years, a whole load of different people, long before any of us got here, have been through this place, worshipping God, seeking to love God and do all sorts of stuff in the community. There's been all sorts of people, there's been all sorts of chapters, there's been all sorts of different rectors, be it Peters or Kenyon, Gilman or White, Skinner or Bracewell, Lawson or Norris. But, though there's been great diversity in this time, if you look at the history of the church, what you see here is a community of people who wanted to be outward focused and actually bless the town and beyond and make a difference. And actually, 
That's exactly what we're doing. It's going to be different. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be new. Please hear that. But we are actually just building on the heritage of the church, this brilliant, brilliant church. And actually, you guys have shaped this vision. I don't know whether you were here in 2011 and 12 when there was the extensive vision review process long before Bex and I got here. But basically, a group of the PCC, they did a vision process. 500 of you filled out forms for what you'd long to see in this place. And you drew three conclusions. Uh, The first was that you wanted the church to be far more outward-focused and actually evangelistic in the sense of let's really speak about Christ to this culture that so, so desperately needs to know the good news of God and to join his family. That's the first thing. Well, we're doing that. We're going to be doing that more and more and more in spades. We've barely got going yet. Secondly, you guys concluded that you want to actually really deepen the ministry of this church to young families and youth and children and students and all that sort of stuff. Well, we're going to be doing that in more uh, spades into the future. And thirdly, you concluded, the 500 surveys concluded that you really, really wanted to be a church that gives its life away and resources others. Well, we're going to be doing that in increasing measure as we look to the future. So this has been shaped by you, it's been shaped uh, by the PCC, it's been shaped by the staff team, and this is our vision. It actually builds on the heritage and history of St. Saviour's. It honors what's gone before, it looks ahead with confidence and uh, boldness to actually build on what's gone before. We are going to increasingly warm the center not patrol the boundaries, and actually take the church forward together. Secondly, this vision creates space for everyone. And that's really, really important because God creates space for everyone. And I hope you're already thinking, what's my heartbeat? What are my gifts? How can I take this place forward in this next chapter? There's room for everyone, whether you're young, whether you're old, whether you're employed, whoever you are, there's room for you. And actually, we desperately need you to do your thing and be bold and really actually go for it. The more more people that do that, the more exciting this place is going to be. So how can we respond to all of this? I'd say, first and foremost, love God, love people, make a difference. Dream dreams, pray, be bold, take risks, give your life away. And uh, this chapter of which we're stewards, this chapter, if you like, of which falls on our watch in the rich history of St. Saviour's, actually is going to be another great chapter in the life of the church. I want to finish by thanking you all, actually, for all you've done, for all you've done to make St. Saviour's just such a brilliant church and all the stuff that's going on in the community, uh, in your workplaces, in life groups, all around the place, is absolutely fantastic. And that's because you are going for it and engaging. And, you know, on behalf of everyone here, I want to say thank you and well done.
Okay, thank you, Mike. Well, what we're going to do now is we're going to pray. That seems the most appropriate way to respond. We're going to then listen to God um, collectively uh, and as individuals as well. We're going to meet a very special guest a little bit later as well, and then we'll finish just with uh, some family news. So um, I want to lead us in praying now uh, for, for everything, really, for the world, for the country, and particularly for this church as we've heard that exciting vision. And let's pray uh, that God would make it real and fulfilled in us. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this exciting vision, which builds on what you've already been doing in this church over many years, and that will grow this kingdom, your kingdom here in Guildford and further afield. And so in response, we want to pray that your purposes will in us be fulfilled. We want to ask that you would grow in us a deep, passionate and committed love for you. That we would be people who love to worship you, corporately here on Sundays, but also individually throughout the week. That we would offer ourselves as living sacrifices, seeking that every aspect of our lives would glorify you. We pray that you'd give us a love for your word that is made real by us hungering to read the Bible every day and that we'd seek to apply it in our lives every day as you use it to shape us. We pray that we would grow in love of talking to and listening to you in prayer as well, that it would be the foundation of our lives and that we would seek your guidance and your inspiration and your anointing in all that we do. Might we seek to be filled with your spirit every day and led by the spirit every day. And we pray that you would give us a love for your mission and we would be eager and hungry to be fully part of it, whatever that might involve. And Father, we pray too that we would love people, that we would love each other throughout this church so anyone who sees us would know that we are your disciples, that we would love the lost, that we would love the broken, the sad, the lonely, the needy, and seek to demonstrate that love through words and action whenever you call us to. We pray that we would love those on our front line, at school, at university, at work, or in our communities, wherever they are found. And that we would see no part of our lives as outside your mission field. That we would love our families too, as well as our friends. We pray that we would love our nation. That we would continue to pray for it. And your will would be done in the coming election campaign. We pray for a revival to come to this land. And we pray especially for Justin Welby as he seeks to lead the Church of England into a new era of fruitfulness. We pray that we would love our world as well, especially those people and places that are hurting most now. We pray for the people of Russia, shocked by the assassination of opposition politician Boris Nemtsov. We pray that you would use his courage to inspire others to stand up for truth and freedom and justice, as well as peace. We pray for a strong and lasting ceasefire in the dispute with Ukraine and that you would be at work 
in changing the hearts of all involved in that situation towards peace. We pray for the Middle East, especially this week for the 200 or more Syrian Christians captured by IS this week. Please protect and comfort them. And may every one of them be released unharmed. We pray again for those three London schoolgirls as well who've traveled to Syria, that you would provide a way for them to escape that and to return. And finally, we pray that you would enable us to make a difference. And so in a moment of silence now, we ask that you'd speak to us about anything that you're laying on our heart to do. Maybe it's a person to speak to, or a decision or action that would help your people or advance your kingdom. So let's listen to God now and see what he brings to mind. And so, Father, we give whatever you've been bringing to mind just now to you. Father, we bring our potential to you. We bring our opportunities. We bring our front lines. We bring our relationships. And we bring all of the gifts and resources and skills that you've given us. And so, Father, this week as we reflect on the vision here for St. Saviour's, as we reflect on how you want us to respond in resourcing, in praying, and in serving. Lord, would you use us for your glory? Amen. I think it would be great as well just to give an opportunity for us to listen a little bit more. We know that God likes to uh, give people prophetic words Sometimes pictures, sometimes Bible verses, sometimes encouraging reflections. And I'd love us just to take a few uh, minutes just to listen to see if God's bringing uh, some of those to us. And and if you feel he is, we'd love to hear from you and and just reflect on that together. So that's what we're going to do for the next few minutes. Perhaps if the band could come up um, as we do that. And we'll see what God brings to mind. So let's take two or three minutes now just to listen to God and invite him to speak to us all through us as individuals as we listen to him.